We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. New England sending QB Jimmy Garoppolo to 49ers. We believe we found the right guy. Garoppolo, quick pass, caught by Kittle. He dives, and he's in. Touchdown, 49ers. Kittle is going to go. Touchdown. Yo, what up, Striking Gold listeners? It is Kevin Jones, CEO and founder of Blue Wire, the podcast network you're listening to right now. Shout out Rob Lauder, Eric Crocker, We have doubled the audience for the podcast this year. And maybe some of that has to do with the football team being the second best in the NFL. San Francisco 49ers just laid a 50-burger on the Carolina Panthers. 51-13 against the number three ranked defense. Eric Reed talking shit before the game during the week. Gerald McCoy on the field say, let's see this smoke. Kyle Shanahan brought the smoke. Nick Bosa. Brought the smoke. Is he going to win Defensive Player of the Year? No, but I'm pushing that campaign on Twitter now. I saw other people tweeting it. Let's continue to push it. This dude has seven sacks in his first eight games as a pro. That's something Von Miller didn't do. Khalil Mack didn't have these types of numbers. His brother, Joey Bosa, didn't have these types of numbers. What he's doing has changed this entire defense. He was the key missing piece, and he was the exact... Thing the 49ers needed and it has lit an unbelievable storm inside the building where there's confidence and you know we'll get into it later I think Super Bowl is in play this season this feels special something is happening inside of the building that analytics can't measure it's part Kyle it's part O-line it's part 
The D-line's the best in the league. It's part Richard Sherman's energy. Jimmy G's doing enough to win. We'll go there. But my goodness, <laughs> I hope you're walking into work happy today. This podcast used to be about the team rebuilding and the decisions they have to make. And now it's about who do the Packers play next week? Who do the Seahawks play? Are the 49ers going to get home field advantage? They're definitely going to be in the playoffs. They're one of the most impressive teams in the league. I don't care who they play. Cardinals actually going to be a tough game on a short week too. Lots to get into with the game, but shout out to 49ers fans. You've been through hell. You've ridden through it. I've watched every game with you the last four seasons, and here we are. We made it out of the woods, and now we're going to talk Victory Monday almost every Monday for the next couple of years. Ha <laughs> ha! Let's go! Oh, it was a thrashing. I mean, without Christian McCaffrey, would they have gotten a first down? Kyle Allen looked totally in over his head. Fourth straight week, a quarterback didn't have over 100 yards passing. They're going to have a decision to make. Emmanuel Mosley has looked so good. Witherspoon obviously gets his job back, but if he struggles a little bit, holy crap, Emmanuel Mosley, great interception. All the role players stepping up. DJ Jones had a really athletic sack. Ronald Blair. How about the fourth down stop with like three minutes left? All the backups in, even they're playing with that same energy. I love it. D Wade voice. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Let's get a little bit into the game. So the 49ers are now plus 130 on the season. This was the most impressive win in the Kyle Shanahan era. Really from drive one, they took it down Carolina's throat. Uh, the misdirection. It looked like synchronized swimming on that Debo Samuel touch, touchdown late in the second half. He was coming around the side. I didn't know who had the football. Kyle Shanahan has gone against Ron Rivera a lot in Atlanta. He likes scheming up that defense, and he really did it this week. And how about George Kittle again? Every big passing play in the first half seems like it goes to him. Then teams key on him in the second half, and then other things open up. First drive, all these tip passes just end up in the 49ers' hands. <laughs> all the bad bounces they had the last two years, they're now getting the good bounces. Emmanuel Sanders had a touchdown on the first drive. Um, yeah, so Kyle just knows his defense. I think point number one to make about why this team can make the Super Bowl is Kyle is on one this season. He is working with no names at left and right tackle and literally going against a good Panthers D-line and saying, we are going to dictate the line of scrimmage. I don't think Lakin Tomlinson's getting enough credit. I don't think Mike Person's getting enough credit. Weston Richburg. This run game, they throttle people. We haven't even mentioned Tevin Coleman's name yet. He looks like, not a Ferrari or Porsche, whatever the hottest sports car is on the market right now, he is fast as shit. And juking and picking the right hole. And there's trickeration with, with him you can do in the, in the past game. That's now fooled some of the linebackers. Kyle is embarrassing defenses this year. The offense is executing his plans. They're in lockstep. Like they're taking what's going on in the practice field. They're talking about it in the meeting room. And it's happening on Sundays. How many times in the last like, couple of years, like, oh, there's false starts. They just weren't on the same page. Things are clicking right now. Kyle is in control. He knows what works with the skill sets on his team. It is tremendous to watch. They're neutralizing people like Aaron Donald, not making an impact. Miles Garrett had one sack in that game. They're going against pretty good defensive fronts, 
and still controlling the game. Cliche, but Kyle is playing chess. Teams look like they're playing checkers. It literally looks like he's playing a different game than the defensive coordinator. So he's on one. He hasn't been on one since 2016 when he got on one with Matt Ryan that year. And so, like, let's just go to Jimmy G. It's It's the elephant in the room right now. The only negativity in my mentions right now are about Jimmy Garoppolo. He had another bad interception. And then guess what? He responded right away with, the drive after that 30-yard strike to Kittle down the field, moving the ball and getting it into the end zone. The more I watch Jimmy G, the more I agree with Crocker. He is Tony Romo. He is going to drive you nuts with three throws a game. All three of them sometimes are picked. A lot of those times the DBs drop it. He ends up with one bad pick a game, and he still played less than 30 NFL games. So give this guy... A little bit. This is the growing pains we talked about that were going to happen. They're actually happening, but the team's winning football games. And so you can say, yeah, Jimmy G needs to be better. He's not Drew Brees. He's not Aaron Rodgers. And so people are a little concerned in the playoffs. Can he step up? He's not going to be able to make these turnovers late in games. The good news is most of his interceptions, I'll have to go back and look at this statistically. It feels like they are first half. It feels like he does buckle down. My biggest thing with Jimmy G is that he responds he doesn't have like back-to-back bad drives ever. The team is typically over midfield. My first tweet of the game was like, I expect this team to score touchdowns every time they have the ball. He's 15 of 15 with George Kittle on third down, 11 of those for first downs. He's a third down maestro, in my opinion. Pull up the YouTube highlight now if you're at work and can't watch a full game. There's like five third downs on there that were difficult throws that Jimmy G made and converted the stick. So I agree he's got to get better. I'm Team Jimmy G, though, right now. I don't know, like, if Sam Darnold was the quarterback or Deshaun Watson. I don't think this team is 7-0. I actually think Jimmy G doesn't make that many mistakes, but they're kind of glaring when they happen. I'm just sick of the slander on Twitter. Like, every time he makes a mistake, like, expect Jimmy G to make one interception a game. That's actually kind of reasonable. It was a bad throw. Some people thought it was George Kittle's fault that he could have boxed out Luke Keekley a little bit more. Are we really tripping about this? They won 51-3. Four touchdowns from Tevin Coleman. Raheem Moster just came in and just hit the cheat code at the end of the game. We've got to go to Nick Bosa next, though. And, like, who are actually... Who, who's he competing with for defensive MVP this year? There's a number of guys ahead of Nick Bosa... For sack totals, Shaquille Barrett has 10, Miles Garrett has 10, Chandler Jones, 8.5, Cameron Jordan, 8, Daniel Hunter, 8, Zadarius Smith with Green Bay has 8. What a start for him. Uh, Preston Smith has 7, and then, you know, Nick Bosa has 7. Josh Allen with the Jaguars, 7. Good to see him shining as well, too. So Nick Bosa isn't going to actually win this award, probably. We'll see what the final numbers are. If Miles Garrett has 20 sacks, even if Cleveland sucks. So, I mean, Nick, who cares? Awards are awards. To me, no one has changed the, the face of a defense this season more than Nick Bosa. It's his first year. That's kind of obvious. Oh, like, duh. It's easier to make an impact. But he's finishing plays. And he's often getting sacks on first or second down, which puts Carolina way behind the sticks. Two of his sacks came on back-to-back plays. 
the interception that he made, you know, people talk about his athleticism. I've definitely called him not fast before, but hey, his instincts on that to know where Kyle Allen was going with the football to get low and then get high. He can change his body position so much. I find myself watching him almost every time he's on the field. This is something special here. I want to pull up the tweet from Dylan DeSimone because and really go over this list of first eight games in the NFL, how many sacks did this player have? People are comparing Nick Bosa to Julius Peppers right now. <laughs> That's how insane that this is. All right, Dylan had this tweet. Shout out to him. This is great content. Sacks in your first seven NFL games. Khalil Mack had zero. J.J. Watt had two. Clay Matthews, three. DeMarcus Ware had four. Jared Allen had four. Cam Wake, four and a half. Joey Bosa, four and a half. Terrell Suggs, five. Von Miller, six. Nick Bosa, seven. Julius Pepper, seven. It is a very strong indicator when a pass rusher comes in and starts wreaking havoc right away that this isn't a blip, that this guy has walked right into the NFL and is making a ginormous impact. Arguably the best player on the team. George Kittle probably won, and then Nick Bosa too? Are you effing serious walking in? The 49ers actually... Like Jimmy G tearing his ACL sucked. You never want that to happen. But for it to happen in the year to land Nick Bosa and to change the defense and now be in Super Bowl contention, talk about full circle. Talk about the flywheel effect right there. <laughs> you you turn the wheel and it made it all the way back around. And 49ers, again, we've, we've said it 10 times in this podcast, they've been through torture. Watching games in October and November last year were just pointless waiting for jimmy g to get back now he's back this football team is winning nick bosa is driving this ship like he pointed out too in his press conference like he's getting there faster but buckner is right behind him armstead had another amazing sack i'm ready to say armstead is a pro bowler this year and that i was so wrong that they should have gotten rid of him he actually might cost some money now you're talking like three-year, $30 million deal, potentially more if Armstead keeps this up. So he kind of bet on himself. The 49ers are like, we've got to wait and see. Their patience is really paying off. And again, guys, I don't think this is a surprise NFC team. I think the 49ers are here. Their arrival has happened. They have a tough schedule. I think December is going to get a little leery and they... They just really haven't played these elite teams yet. But I'm, I'm willing to say 14-2 now. My expectation for this team goes up every week. Like, I think they might lose twice. Maybe. <laughs> oh, man. The tables have turned. It's amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, so Bosa, Shanahan. I think they have the best D-line in the league. You got Brett Favre in the locker room hanging out afterwards. What is happening? You got George Kittle coming on podcast for Blue Wire. It doesn't matter with Ben Cruz. Everyone's just hanging out this year. They're taking the picture after the game. They're celebrating so hard. The mud sliding last week. This is an effect that's happening. Again, like I've said, analytics cannot measure 
the 49ers level of how they're bought in to everything right now. Emmanuel Sanders had quotes after the game. I'm so happy to be a part of the energy of this locker room. Everyone's smiling when they run out on the field. They're ready to play football, their favorite thing ever. Kyle created this culture. John Lynch created this culture. Football is supposed to be fun. There's supposed to be adversity. They had so much negative drama with Reuben Foster and the legal stuff and just the cloud of Solomon Thomas, his just tragic circumstances and him not living up to his performance. Like all of that feels in the past. They went out and got a receiver, Emmanuel Sanders. I don't know if he's going to make a huge impact. Again, it, it, it felt like he blended in a little bit. It's going to take a little bit of time. Let's not judge him yet. I have a feeling this might end up being a rental. And that would be, they'd get a comp pick back, so it wouldn't be that devastating of a deal. But we'll see. They needed to do something. Yeah, the passing game, I think, is like the area where everyone's concerned. We're going to talk about that, but let's hear from Harry's and Ship Station real quick. Striking gold. We'll be right back. Harry's.com slash blue wire. If you haven't tried it yet, I, I don't know what you're thinking, to be honest. You really need to get in here and get our trial set with our boys from Harry's. They've invented a really good razor. The ancient Greeks invented shaving a long time ago. They didn't use flex balls or heated handles. It's all about the blade. And Harry's has a great blade. It's quality, it's durable, a fair price, just $2 per blade. They made it in a German factory. Harry's is convenient. They're going to be delivered directly to your door on schedule. No more running to Walgreens. No more last minute stuff. Harry's has got you covered. Harry's.com slash blue wire. You're going to get a weighted ergonomic handle, five blade razor, lubricating strip, rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover. I'm going to LA in a couple weeks. I've been traveling a lot. I bring my Harry's with me on the road. Harry's.com slash blue wire. Start shaving better today. It's that simple. And you're supporting blue wire. So our, our big listeners sign up. You can always cancel if you don't like it. Guys, the holiday rush is coming. If you sell stuff online, you better get ready with ShipStation. With more people buying online than ever before, you have the ability to ship orders out quickly, efficiently, affordably. How do you keep track of all those other orders? Decide which shipping carrier to use. Now you don't have to. Luckily, ShipStation will help. Just a few clicks, you'll be managing orders, printing labels, getting those products out the door for the holiday season. You got to get them out on time. So it's ShipStation.com, promo code BLUE. 60-day free trial, two free months, no hassles, stress-free holiday shopping. ShipStation.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, type in blue. ShipStation.com slash blue, make ship happen. And seriously, so my girls on Poshmark and Etsy, if you if you are shipping stuff, check them out. ShipStation.com, promo code blue will hook you up for two months for free. All right, guys, let's get back to the Niners. I feel bad for you if you're a fan of another team and you're still saying, oh, the 49ers and Patriots, they haven't played anyone. They just haven't played anyone. Guess what? This isn't college. You don't go make your schedule. The NFL hands it to you. 
sorry the Browns were disappointing this year. Sorry the Rams are disappointing this year. Sorry the Panthers are completely overhyped. This is actually a weird year in the NFL. I think there's only like seven really good teams. And like everyone else kind of sucks. Maybe like 10, you can like, the the Eagles are fringe. But like, to me, the best teams in the league are one Patriots, two 49ers, three Packers, probably four Chiefs when Pat Mahomes comes back. Saints are obviously on this list. Seahawks are on this list. And, like, are you going to put the Bills here yet? I don't think so. Eagles maybe, but they're just inconsistent. I guess you can put the Vikings on the list, and that would be a tough playoff matchup. If 49ers somehow don't get the bye, but they've got to play the Vikings round one as one of the wild cards, 49ers would probably play the second wild card, and that could be Dallas. That could be Carolina again. That could be the Cardinals, but doubtfully, it could be the Rams. I would actually not want to play the Rams in the playoffs. Like, been there, done that. I think that's, like, also the Week 17 game. I hate when that happens. It's, like, back-to-back weeks you have to play someone in the playoffs. Uh, Yeah, so right now you're a 49ers fan. You're worried way less about the draft, way less about what's happening in free agency next year, and now you're really focused in on your opponents. And what's going to happen? We're going to get into the passing game a little bit. I do want to recap the game, but I I think it's important here to kind of look ahead and see what is on tap for Green Bay. What are some of their strengths? And just look at the rest of the NFC real quick. All right, let's look at the Packers, Vikings, and Saints schedules coming up. So Packers are going to be on their bye this week and then at the LA Chargers. That's likely a win. Panthers at home for the Packers. That's likely a win. Oh, wait, no. So no bye week. So Chargers this weekend, Panthers, then a bye week, then 49ers in Levi's. I believe that's right after Thanksgiving. That's going to be a huge, huge game. Oh, man, that's going to be such an entertaining game. I can't wait for that matchup. And then Packers will close the season At New York Giants, that's relatively favorable. Redskins, Bears, you're talking about the Packers have a chance of running the table. And then they're going to close their last two with at Vikings and then at Lions. So they do not have a terribly tough schedule remaining outside of the Niners and Vikings on their schedule. And like Panthers at home, that's that's winnable. Packers could be going 12 and 4, 13 and 3. You would want home field advantage from them. All right, Vikings, they have a little bit of a tougher road. They're going to be at Chiefs next week and then at Cowboys, uh, Broncos at home, bye week really late during Thanksgiving, then at Seattle, Lions at home, at LA Chargers, This is a much tougher road for the Vikings. Kirk Cousins is playing really damn well. And then they'll have the Packers and they'll close the season with Bears at home. Um, You know, they're talking about going 11 and 5 and being a really damn good wild card if they can't catch Green Bay. One of these two teams, like, it's going to be shocking if either of them fall apart here. But I will say the Vikings have a tougher um, little run. And then Saints. 
are going to go uh, bye week this week. They got Drew Brees back. Then they're going to have Falcons at home win, Bucks on the road win, Panthers at home win at Falcons. That's going to be a win. They have so many easy games coming up. And then they have the Niners December 8th. I can see that game getting flexed to primetime. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, then Colts at home, probably a win. And their last two, gosh, this, I'm such an old man on my computer. At Titans for the Saints and then at Panthers. So looking at these three schedules, 49ers have a much tougher road in December than really anyone. The Vikings probably have a second toughest. I think the Saints have the easiest. Their division sucks. They have two games with the Falcons left. Like the Titans aren't that good. I don't think they have a tough game outside of the Niners. So Saints are in position to get home field advantage. 49ers would like to have the first round bye. But it's going to be up to Green Bay or Minnesota to see how that plays out. So much more fun than talking about draft picks in October, isn't this? Look at the road to clinching first round. So we have a stress-free early January wildcard weekend. 49ers in position, like I said, to make a Super Bowl run. I really like how they match up with anyone. Saints is going to be very tough. Packers, very tough. Vikings, I think those are the three toughest teams in the NFC. I think 49ers could beat all of them. If Kyle did the right game plan, Jimmy G played well enough, and Nick Bosa terrorizes your opposing quarterback like he's been doing. I believe in this football team. Let's kind of review what happened. And like while doing that, we can talk about the passing game. All right. So first drive said everything. What was it? 12 plays, like 78 yards. Emmanuel Sanders had the touchdown. Next drive for the Panthers is a three and out with a sack from Nick Bosa. Literally the game plan happened on the first drive. They just did it on both offense and defense the whole game. Um, Then Jimmy G did throw his pick to Luke Keekley, So, Kind of covered that a little bit. Um, 49ers had the 24th ranked passing offense. They haven't needed to rely on Jimmy G at all. And I can't wait for him to play these teams we just talked about because he's going to need to throw for 300 yards in certain games. This one against the Panthers was not one of them. When, when you're up 21-3 early in the second quarter... You're not taking downfield shots anymore. You're really keeping the clock running and doing the little things. The 49ers get ahead. They're never playing from behind. Keep that in mind when you're looking at stats for quarterbacks. Um, Yeah, first quarter, Eric Armstead had a sack. The D always responds. Jimmy G threw the pick. The D held him to a field goal. They are the catalyst for just making sure the other team is not doing anything. Like, the offense has struggled some this year in certain games, certain time stretches. The defense has never struggled. <laughs> when did they have a bad game? Maybe week one against Jameis? Not really. Um, yeah, first quarter. Then I mean, so next drive, Jimmy G comes out, 30-yard strike to Kittle, moving the chains. Tevin Coleman gets in on a 20-yard touchdown run. So, then I mean, just right away, it's 14-3. Second quarter, Panthers come right back out. It's Emmanuel Mosley interception. I'm serious about him potentially being inserted back in the starting lineup. I've always been team anti Akilo Weatherspoon, but I think he deserves to get his role when he's back. And sucks for him. He's going to be going up against some harder teams. 
than Mosley had to face. And if he's struggling, I do want Mosley back on the field. At this point, like I said, it's about getting home field advantage, winning the Super Bowl. It's not about developing your third round pick anymore. It's about best player on the field. Mosley looks really effing good. No quarterback in the last four weeks has thrown for over 100 yards. The 49ers had the best passing defense in the NFL. I was as wrong as possible. And my comments about Earl Thomas too. Jeez. How did they do this and prove everyone wrong? Even the 49ers didn't believe the D-line would be this good and Richard Sherman would be this good. There's no way. But, you know, I'm, I'm happy to eat pie here. The secondary has been unbelievable. Yeah, second quarter, Brita had a big burst inside the 10. Tevin Goldman had another touchdown, 21-3. DJ Jones, I mean, everyone eating. He looks so athletic on that sack in space. Third and 11, Emmanuel Sanders had a nice catch over the middle. Literally, you go watch the YouTube highlight. The Panthers didn't have a good play happen until five minutes left in the first half. It was like McCaffrey, 20 or 30-yard play. <laughs> uh, Tevin Coleman, 45-yard draw play for a touchdown right before the half. Bosa gets his second and third sack right before the half. I mean, it was just really utter bully, bullying, like pushing someone in a lock, locker, stuffing them there up front, the explosive plays. Carolina just looked like they were stuck in mud. Looked like they were not ready to play football. All right, so 27-3 at halftime. You know, Carolina comes out. They try to make a couple deep passes. Those are well covered. Jimmy G goes down for a safety, and then they get a quick touchdown with McCaffrey. It's arguable if that play should have stood. There was a really bad holding on that call, and then his two-point conversion didn't look like he was in. They gave it to him, didn't even review it. So... Yeah, it's 27-13, so that, that's what happens. The 49ers, the opponent has a window typically in the third quarter. The Rams did. The Browns definitely didn't. The, the Steelers did. And, and then Jimmy G and the offense shut that window. The defense keeps the window shut too, but the offense responded. Um, big play to Kittle to get over midfield. Then the Debo Samuel misdirection. The blocking on that. I hope they teach this in clinics 20 years from now. And all the 49ers run plays are preserved. And someone starts a new offense predicated off of this. Was, my goodness. It was, it's just amazing to watch. You're watching a team who's really well coached on offense, which doesn't happen widely around the league. A lot of teams are getting delayed games, false starts, don't know what's going on. This offense is buttoned up. You saw it on that Debo Samuel touchdown. Then coming right off of that, Richard Sherman had a pick. Tevin Coleman, another touchdown. Then Nick Bosa had his interception. Kyle Allen came to the game as a guy who was not throwing picks. He ends up throwing three against the Niners. Sam Darnold has talked about seeing ghosts. It felt like Kyle Allen was seeing ghosts, seeing multiple players on the field. Just look completely overwhelmed. Fourth quarter, another snooze fest fourth quarter. You love it. Fans leaving early, tailgating afterwards outside. The game's still happening. All the backups came in and got some love. Effing love it. 51-13. You can get used to this in the Bay Area. I think it's here to arrive. If you're flipping out over the passing offense, relax. It is what it is this season. Jimmy G is going to get better. He's going to have to. The game has not been put in his hands. They've been winning a lot. The run game has been thriving. Oh, um, Matt Breida's injury. Let's hope it's not serious. At the end of the day, you're not worried when one of these guys goes down about uh, losing production because Raheem Mostert came in and had a touchdown at the end, too. We didn't even talk about that. 
you know, you, you want everyone to be healthy for this Super Bowl run. It's going to make you more dynamic. You never want anyone to get hurt. That's a position where the depth is really good. Jeff Wilson also got banged up their goal line back. They're using four running backs, which is, you know, kudos to Kyle. How he gets so many people involved and bought into the team and just doesn't throw every pass to Emmanuel Sanders or George Kittle, it's a testament to how he coaches football. It's amazing to watch. Striking Gold Podcast, 49ers Victory Monday. We are wrapping up here. Um, You know, takeaway one, this team can go to the Super Bowl this season. I'm not overreacting after the Panthers' loss. Special sauce is happening. Chemistry, energy, play calling, coaching, execution every week. Winning the first down battle. Winning the turnover battle. Causing chaos on the field for the opponent. On both sides of the football. Opponents have not been able to handle the 49ers. They're going to be bigger slugfest. They're going to be closer 26-23 games where they're going to need Robbie Gold to hit a field goal. They're going to need everything to go right to beat the Saints and Packers. Everything is going right this season. They're playing without Kyle Juszczyk and still you know, gashing teams in the run game. Missing Mike McGlinchey. I thought that could be a problem. Think about where this team was after the Steelers' loss. You know, the, the season could have spiraled out of control for certain organizations. Kyle found a way around it. He's the X Factor. Super Bowl is on his shoulders probably more than anyone. And then second is Nick Bosa's because he's changed the defense. We're doing the Defensive Player of the Year campaign because it's, it's clear that he's the Rookie of the Year. No one's making this amount of impact. I've said J.J. Watt. People are saying Julius Peppers. He feels like a superstar. This Carolina game is, is a signature game that we have not had these defensively. Buckner would randomly have a couple of these, but three sacks and an interception where you're literally going out and just karate chopping your opponent and knocking him down every time. He's so good at getting low and then getting high. The body positioning from Nick Bosa, incredible. The whole D-line, they're the best D-line in the league. This is a formula that wins in the NFL. It is not in vogue. Oh, they have a good D-line. Teams win Super Bowls with good D-lines. They get to Super Bowls with good D-lines. They finally built it. Years of culmination. Trent Baalke even contributed, Buckner and Armstead. And now the 49ers have it all. You know, it feels like the Rubik's Cube is like almost done. Like one side is fully blue. Like we're we're almost here. <laughs> um, I hope you go to Levi's once this year. I went for the Browns game. It was fun. We're looking into tickets. We're launching bonus content. Shout out to Light Years, Sam and Andy. If you're a Warriors fan, we have premium content now. Like they're putting three or four extra episodes all the time, which we will be doing too as we cover the Super Bowl run the 49ers are on. All right, that's the Striking Gold Podcast. I'm Kevin Jones. Rob and Croc will talk to you. I'll probably have another 10-minute episode this week where we can chew on something that's happening with this amazing football team. All right, later. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.